What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Factory Report. I'm your host, Luke Grebin, and my co-host, Caleb Burlingham, has the week off, and he'll be back next week. Today, we'll be talking about football news in both the NFL and the NCAA. This is the Factory Report. In quick news for the day, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have not reached a long-term contract extension. Instead, Prescott will be franchise tagged and will play out the rest of his $31.4 million franchise tag for the 2020 season. This is according to Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Patrick Mahomes has signed a 12-year, $503 million contract. Last but not least, the Big Ten Board of Athletic Directors has decided that all sports games will be moved in conference due to the coronavirus. Now with the quick news out of the way, we have two topics to discuss today. Um, The Mahomes contract and Big Ten deciding to go in conference play. I know that these news pieces are not exactly new and fresh, but I wanted to talk about them real quick. So... According to Bill Barnwell, Patrick Mahomes signing 12-year deal for $503 million. First of all, it's the best chance that Kansas City can have uh, to keep him. Quarterbacks are at such a premium in the NFL at this time. At this point in time, you have to really commit to a quarterback. You know, you see quarterbacks like Jared Goff being paid like I I don't remember off the top of my head, but around 130 million. I want to say. He's getting paid a lot, and he's not even that good. He's he's an average quarterback at best. You need it, the quarterback position is the most valuable position in the league, and I don't think that's a hot take. So for Kansas City to go out and sign their best playmaker to the best deal they could possibly get him, I mean that's a smart move from their perspective. That's the best thing they can do. Their best chance for success, and for success in the long term too. I know that a lot of people are doubtful of Kansas City and their chances going forward of being able to compete in a league like the NFL. You see all these running backs um, get signed to large contracts and um, and they stop performing. My point is that young, cheap talent is what wins you games. And not only with the running backs, but with quarterbacks as well. Um, I, I talked about Jared Goff. He's a perfect example. After the Rams signed him, they had to cut their best uh, their best players. They had to cut Cooper Cup. They they couldn't keep their best players, and that cost them their their Super Bowl potential. I don't think that the that the Chiefs are doing that here. I think that even though it's a ton of money, and that on its face it looks like they're trading in their um cashing in all their chips for the future to win now. Um, I don't think that's the case. And I say that because Kansas City has had the ability to draft cheap talent for a long time. Whether you look at players like Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt, they have the ability to pluck these players um, in low spots in the draft in places they're, they're overlooked. They're able to get the talent that they need to compete. Um, and on top of that, they have the best quarterback in the game in Patrick Mahomes. And I know another hot take. I, I'm all for hot takes here. This is me right here. But having Patrick Mahomes is such a game changer 
having the best quarterback in the league. So athletic. I, I don't even need to wax poetic here. You guys all know what I'm talking about. I will say, I'm also curious to see how this is, how Patrick Mahomes' deal is going to affect other quarterbacks. Because, like I said, Dak Prescott hasn't signed yet. It's going to be interesting to see if um, if uh, Deshaun Watson is going to get more money than usual. Because he's a really good quarterback who is going to be, um, this, this season is going to be the end of his rookie season. Um, so, he's going to have to, him and the, and the Texans, they're going to have to make a decision. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So to sum up my thoughts, I do think this is the right move. I think Pat, this won't hurt their chances to compete. They'll, they'll still have the same game plan, which is offense, 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 not so stellar defense. They're, they're still going to have that weakness, but they're prepped to be relevant for the next seven to eight years. You know, it's, it's all going to be on Mahomes. If he gets injured, I mean, if he gets injured catastrophically, their dynasty goes up. That, that's it. But I do think you're seeing the birth of a dynasty here. They have their most important piece, and just that's what they're going to have moving forward. Now, next topic. The Big Ten decides to go conference play only. So this is on Thursday, July 9th. Again, this is a little bit late, but I still wanted to talk about this. The Big Ten Board of Athletic Directors decided... They'll move all sports games. So, real quick there. All sports games. That includes not only football, but everything else. So, basketball. You know, everything. Volleyball, swimming, diving, track, everything. Everything's in conference. Now, that's good for teams in in the Big Ten, obviously. They get guaranteed games. Um, it's not so good for teams like Notre Dame, who are not really part of a conference. This is where Notre Dame is really going to have to make a decision. Are, I'm not sure what kind of flexibility they can have because they could just try to buy the future and say, hey, just give out all these games saying uh, to all these different colleges, hey, we'll play you a ton of times at your place in the coming years if we play with you this year. They could do that. I'm not sure how teams would react to that. It depends what the conferences want to do. I think the Big Ten still would want to get Notre Dame in the conference, I think that really spice things up. I think that there's, I think that their strategy. I don't, I don't think that they would go for a. We'll play you ten times in the future. I think, I think they're gonna say get in our conference now. I think that's the tone they're gonna have, talking to Notre Dame. And I don't think Notre Dame's gonna, gonna flinch quite honestly, because there's some, no, <laughs> never mind. I, I'm. I'm revealing my hate here. I'm sorry. But um, moving on. Um, so this is huge. Um, all the other conferences, this news is huge. All the other conferences are going to now have to follow suit, basically. Um, whether that's the SEC, Pac-12, Mid-America Happy Fun Conference, you know, things like that. They're going to have to start playing in conference. I find this actually quite interesting. Maybe I'm reading too far into it, but... The SEC announced a few months back that they were going to play no matter what. They're going to play football no matter what, whether it's in conference or not. I wonder if this is the Big Ten trying to steal some of the power away from the SEC by saying, oh yeah, we're the first ones going to be playing in conference. So the pressure is now on 
the SEC uh, if they're gonna they're gonna conform or do the radical and uh, play non-conference games. That's the question for them. I don't. Again, maybe I'm reading too far into it. That's just something I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe I'm just pulling it pulling it out of my throat. I don't know. I also think that this is um, an interesting tactic to potentially keep football going because state governors might me not be so uh, thrilled with like um, a team from Hawaii uh, traveling to uh, to play against I don't know Rutgers or something like that's a potentially you got health concerns there you know teams traveling long distances. You heard Fauci already said football is a perfect breeding ground uh, for, for coronavirus. So it's a way to kind of alleviate some of the health concerns or at least potentially contain it because there's de- there's going to be positive cases on college's campuses with college players. There's going to be positives. And the question will be how is how are the different teams going to handle that? I think that also you're going to see a couple games this year just straight out canceled or some of your favorite players out. And then on the uh, depth chart, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, um, I think that's going to happen. It's going to suck. But I think it's important to really have football still, even with this. And, um, you know, because it's it, it symbolizes a return to normalcy. And I think that's going to be important for people. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep you posted here. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like what we do here, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms. Um, you can follow me at L Grimman, that's L-G-R-E-M-B-A-N, on Instagram and Twitter. From my humble home, I'm Luke Grimman saying thanks for listening and washing your hands and staying six feet apart. This has been The Factory Report.